What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. Today, Convo Church is two years old. Two years old. Come on, celebrate. (laughs) And um, and it's kind of cool. We kind of have a little bit of a big announcement. Which would be, man, it would be so cool to make this big announcement when, on our second birthday. But y'all are going to have to come back next week <laughs> to hear the <laughs> big tease. It would, be, it would be awesome to share today. But you know what? It'll be super awesome to share next week. And um, God's good. Amen. Do you believe it for yourself? Sometimes you can see God being good in somebody else's life and say, you know what, I'm going to believe that for me too, and you hang on to it. You know, don't be, don't be mad because you see God blessing somebody else. Don't worry, yours is coming. Just continue to hang on to it. And God is good, and he's good all the time. I love that. God's not good sometimes. And uh, for me in my life, just sometimes I've missed it. I missed his goodness. I was looking the other way. I was focused on myself. I was doing something else. I was like, God, I thought you were, he's like, I was. You just, you were. You were on your phone. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Sorry about that. Um, on a day like today, um, Pastor Kara and myself, we, we realized that um, really all we did was say yes to what God asked us to do. And, um, and I, might, I might reminisce a little bit, but it'll still be, you'll still get the word. You're still going to get something from Jesus today. Because uh, that's this portion of our, of our worship experience. We open up the Bible. We talk about Jesus. Because Jesus is our message, that's always going to be, my kids, they, what are you going to preach on, Jesus? No, they're like, what are you really going to preach? I'm like, just Jesus, they hate it. But they, now they ask me all the time, and they're like, what, Jesus? I'm like, yep, that's right, you figured it out by now. Took you two years, good job. Um, but we, we, all we did was say yes to God. How many of you know that there are amazing, seemingly impossible things that God is asking you to do, and all you have to do is say yes? All God is looking for is for people who are willing to say yes. The pages of God's holy word are filled with subpar people doing amazing things. And it wasn't because they were qualified. It wasn't because they were the best. It wasn't because their resume. It was because they, they put themselves in a position to, to, to let God speak first. And when he did, to say, okay. I'm still not sure, God, if you got the right guy, but okay. I'm not sure if you got the right lady, but okay. And you'll be amazed at what you see God do through your life when you live a life that is constantly saying yes to what God is asking you to do. Absolutely, all the time. And so we said yes, and then, and then we were praying. We're like, okay, um, we were over in Washington, D.C., and okay, it's time all right, Reno, and so that's a long story, but it's, it's God, and it's amazing. And so we were like, all right, let's go, and, and, um, and, and I, I got in a U-Haul, and Kara got on an airplane with our three kids, and, 
And she, she flew out here, and I, I drove the, the southern route going across 40 and then up through Vegas. And, and we pull into Reno, and, and we're like, okay, now what? We're here. God, don't we kind of need people? Because all we had was her and me, three kids, and whatever's left of our earthly possessions that we fit into a U-Haul. And we're like, okay, you said, you said here. You said now. N- now what? Ever been there? Now what? And, and God began to put people in our path. And God began to send people because we didn't, we didn't as, as they say back where I'm from, we didn't know nobody. We didn't know, we didn't know where to go. We didn't, I mean, in, even in our region, we didn't know where to start. We didn't know like, all right, well, okay, God, this is kind of a, it's a, you want us to be a regional church. What does that mean? You know, where, where are we going to live up here? Do you want us down here? And we just began to pray. And they're like, God, send people. And, and God began to send people. And, and we started with, uh, with one. Uh, it was the strangest of all of our gatherings. Steve, you remember. We, it was, we, we moved here Thanksgiving week of 2017. And the best that we could through social media, which, by the way, if you're not following us on social media, what, what the, what's the deal? <laughs> At Convo Church, just follow us. Tag us, take pictures, share it, especially today. It's going to be great. But that's all we knew. So I'm like, social media. So, all right, let's blast this thing out here at Convo Church. And, and we started to meet people on, online, which that's ironic, kind of thinking of where things are now. And, and all of a sudden, we, we met these people that we hadn't even met in person, but we had some chatting going on. And, and we, we, we did something that, that our, 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 coach, our coaches and our pastors said is probably not a good strategy which is to invite people to your home when they don't know you. <laughs> so we did. We invited, I think we maybe invited 12, 15 people over to our house. None of, I think, take that back. I think one of them had really met us in person before this. And the rest of them, there were nine people that showed up to our house that first night on December 17th, 2017. And, uh, and that night in our living room that barely had furniture, we didn't even really have stuff up on the walls. We, just, we had just moved in. And we just sat there and we, we, we fed them because that's always a good thing. That's always good. Food always helps. It's in the Bible. And, and we just said, hey, this is who we are and this is what we believe God's asked us to come here and do. And what you think? Want to be a part of it? And, and, and literally, we have seen the individuals who were there on that evening. Every single one of them has become a part of, of this. And then we're like, well, let's, um, let's go rent out a coffee shop. And so we went to Old World Coffee, and we're like, hey, can we rent out your place after hours and buy coffee? We're going to invite people in and tell them about our church. And they were like, sure. And so we did, and we had and 42 people showed up that night. And we're like, what the... What the heck is going on here? Okay, and then we did one a little bit later at another coffee shop, and I think we did four or five, we called them interest parties, because the type of people we were trying to reach, we weren't, we weren't sure they had ever been in church or ever wanted to go to church. So we just wanted to make sure the people who felt like they were far from God had an opportunity to know who God really is. And, and so we, we did, and people started coming, and then we started asking those people the same thing we asked Steve and every, all the other nine that were there in our living room that night. We're like, what do you think? Want to be part? Want to be part of our launch team? We had people in our launch team that weren't even saved. They just thought it was a cool concept. And I'm like, don't, we'll take care of that. Don't worry about that. We don't need you cleaned up and perfect. We just need a, a beating heart with oxygen that's, so that you're alive. We'll, we'll trust Jesus with the rest. And 
And, and that's happened. And literally, our, our, our launch team that we, came, that we called has started to grow and started to build. And, and even as we started to gather with our launch team, people that had jumped on because they thought it was interesting or they thought it was cool or, or they thought we were nice or something began to understand there was something more to what we were doing. And they started to discover Jesus. And, and people who were helping start a church that didn't even know what church was and weren't even sure who Jesus was began to discover Jesus and, and began to give, people started getting saved on our on the team of people who were there to start a church. And, 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 and there are some that are, there's some of those that are still here today that were a part of those very early moments. And, and, and to see the things that God has done over two years has been, has been humbling and has been exciting. And, and to see, literally we've seen hundreds and hundreds of people come through Combo Church and say, yes, I want to, I want to know Jesus. I want a relationship with God. We've seen many people get baptized and take their next step. We've seen people learn how to use their gifts that God had placed in them, in them that they didn't even know they had. Uh, now they're serving the Lord with these gifts and they're finding purpose. And we're, now we're starting, you know, babies show up and marriages start to happen. And all of a sudden, life upon life upon life begins to happen. And that's the beauty of what community within the church can be. That's what it's supposed to be. And so today we celebrate what God has done, and we pause for a moment. It's kind of like the Lakers last night. They're like, aren't you all excited? They're like, yeah, this is fun, but we're not done yet. I had to bring the Lakers into it somehow, in Jesus' name. Anyway, but it's the same way in the kingdom of God. Pause, celebrate what God has done. But that's good now. Let's move forward and follow what God is going to do. Amen. Let me, let me read this to you as we kind of get started. And, and actually, I said that because I wanted to honor our dream team because literally we said yes, but it's the, pe the people that God brought in who said yes to being a part of this church and a part of our dream team to actually say, yes, we will, we will get up um, very early on Sundays, uh, even though we're not really church people anyway. But is this what church is? We're like, yes, this is perfectly normal. They didn't know. Like, this is what it's, this is what everybody does this. This is totally normal. And, uh, and but but um, if, if you're in here, and, and I can't really see everybody, and that's totally fine, but if you're in here and you're part of our dream team, can you stand up real quick? Don't, come on, y'all are like, oh, just stand up. Can we clap for yourselves and for everyone else? Can you clap for them? My gosh. I love you guys so much. Listen, revival doesn't happen through powerful preachers. Revival happens through the hearts of those who are, united, who are unified together chasing after Jesus. And so it's great, it's great to have good preaching and good worship and all that type of stuff, and it's fantastic, but it really begins to happen when hearts begin to get knit together and we serve a unified mission that God has given us. That's, that's, when, that's what sparks the flames of revival, that passion for the presence of God and unity of spirit within what we're doing. So let me, let me read to you out of, uh, out of the book of, of Psalm uh, chapter 121. We've kind of had a theme for today, uh, and the theme is simply this, eyes up, eyes up. We had it all, all over social media, all over whatever. Most people probably saw it like, what the heck does that mean? I don't know, but maybe you'll come and I'll tell you about it. Eyes up. And so God took me to this particular chapter in the book of Psalm. And it says, I look up to the mountain. Somebody say, look up. Yeah. Say, eyes up. Yeah. Does my help come from there? I got you. 
Y'all, y'all were ready for the repeating. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. That's good. God's not sleeping on the job. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and as you go, both now and forever. Father, we just ask that you would take the moments that we have together, these minutes, and that you would open up our hearts and our minds. Father, we want to hear from you. We want to be transformed. God, we know you are doing a work from the inside out. Father, those that are here today that aren't even sure about all this stuff, the church stuff, the Jesus stuff, the Bible, is this all real? I don't know. God, I just thank you so much, Lord, that you brought them here, Father. And we ask that even where they are in their journey, Lord Jesus, Father, you've done it for every single one of us, that you would reveal yourself where we are. You're not waiting for us to get better. Father, you, you come chasing after us with your love and your grace right where we are. And so we, we ask you to just open up our minds and our hearts to receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Something that I love about celebrating the things that God has done is that it actually begins to build faith inside of you for what God will do. Can I get an amen? Amen. Today's too much of a party day for y'all to be quiet. Y'all better be talking to me and saying amen, shouting hallelujah, standing up on your chairs, throwing hankies at me. That's how we roll. I've never actually seen somebody do that last part here, but I would be excited if you did. Just want to throw that out there. But at the same time, like, so all throughout the Old Testament, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know God's revealing himself to humanity. God's working with, uh, with the descendants of Abraham, which is where the nation of Israel comes from. And, and there's this whole thing where God is bringing them through impossible situations, impossible circumstances. And constantly throughout Scripture, you see God uh, encouraging them to take Moments after victories and pause and celebrate the win and build monuments, not to worship the monuments, but as visual reminders of what God did so that when the next generation comes and the generation after that, they can take them back to that place and say, hey, you see this monument, you see this, 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 this marker? Yeah, what's that? Let me tell you about what God did in my life. Or let me tell you about what God did in our grandparents' life. Generation from generation to generation, we have the ability to celebrate the things that God has done, not just so that we can sit back in a recliner and talk about the good old days. That's a lot of human nature right there. We, we have a good thing, and we're not sure if, it, if it'll happen again, so we kind of want to camp out in the good thing and just talk about it. And, and uh, that's what, you know, high school reunions, anybody, I, I just, you know, because you just get around and, and nobody is like they used to be, and, and, and the ones that, that, that didn't work out great in high school are usually the ones that have all the money now, and, and the ones, that, and, if, and if you were popular in high school and you're doing well, God, praise God for you, and that's fantastic, but normally get back, and you're like, you know, the, the cheerleading squad, you're like, oh, oh, things have changed, okay, all right, real life happens, you know, and you got, you know, big dude from the football team, and, and all he wants to talk about is the big game, all, hey, you remember that game? 
You remember back, and sometimes we get so caught up in the moments of, of past wins, and we don't have enough, we, 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 maybe we have some, some trip-ups in life. Maybe we have some things that, that set us back that we, weren't that we weren't expecting, and instead of getting back up and continuing to press on to the things that, that God may be calling us to, we decide just to kind of shrink back and sit back and, well, you know, maybe this is it, but uh, hey, man, that thing, remember that time? Remember, hey, you know, it was a good run. We made it two years. That was, that's not bad. All right, no, two years, and, and I, for us, I'm like, 40 more. And then after those 40, whoever wants to take it from there, good for them. Uh, at that point, I'll, I'll be old and grumpy and have too many opinions, and I'll need to get out of the way. And uh, I joke with my dad about that all the time. But, but the reality is, is that we have the opportunity to not just celebrate the things that God has done, but use that as fuel for the fire inside of our spirit to say, God, we know that we haven't seen anything yet. And it's cool because when something big happens in the moment, when God does something big, you're like, whoa, like how was that, how did you pull that off? How is that even possible? Boom, miracles, people getting healed, people getting saved, provisions happening, like all these things happening. And then, and then later you realize what you thought was such a big, huge deal in the moment it was, but then you progress and you begin to see well, that was, that was nothing for you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, that was nothing. One of the verses that we launched this church on was Ephesians 3.20, which challenges us to believe that the dreams that God puts in us, even the ones that we can think of, the ones that we can dream about, the things that we can, can, can kind of like wonder, wow, what if, what if this happened? What if we could do this? And, and we get big vision and we get big dreams and we got all these things that we want to do. And, and this, this scripture comes out of nowhere with absolutely no respect to our dreams and says, yeah, that's cute. But what God wants to do is infinitely above and beyond anything that you could ever hope or dream. So does that mean don't hope and dream? No, it means hope and dream, and when you get a picture, shoot above it. And when you, and when you see God move and accomplish that thing, then you realize, wow, we could have, we could have gone higher, and, you, and then you pray more, and you hope and you dream more, and then you shoot above it again, and you watch God do what only God can do. And you realize that he is a big God, and we don't want to embarrass or humiliate him with our weak prayers we want to ask big. We want to believe big. Somebody's like, it sounds like some prosperity gospel. Listen, we're not going to get into that. But if you can read the Bible and you can prove to me that God doesn't want to prosper you, then feel free. But God, here's the thing. He's doing it through his church because the purpose of our church, the reason why God has not snatched us up into heaven already is because his church has a mission. We don't have to come up with a mission. Jesus already has it. The church doesn't need a mission. The mission has a church. Do you understand what I'm saying to you this morning? And so the reason why we are still here and breathing and meeting and gathering and, and, and trying to navigate 2020 and trying to figure out what we should do and what's, what's inflated, what's truth, what's out of control, what are we supposed to be doing, who is the church and what are we going to bow to and what are we going to say yes to in these seasons, it all has to do with saying, God, you're, you're ahead of us, and we are going to follow you. The secret to moving forward in your faith, regardless of where you find yourself this morning, is to continue to celebrate and remember what God has done, but you don't camp out there. You continue to go. Because here's the thing. Somebody needs to hear this morning. You need to hear this. You may not be where you want to be yet, but you are not where you used to be.
Somebody say amen to that this morning. You're like, I thought I would be at this point by this stage in my life. You're like, oh, that's great. Pause. But look back 15 years. Look back 20 years. Look back and be like, oh, well, that's, it's way better than that. All right. Well, then celebrate that bad boy. Celebrate that win. And say, okay, God, I know that you're not done. I know you're still working in me. I know that the work is not finished. But I'm going to dedicate myself to following you. And when I mess it up and when I screw it up, God, I pray that you got the people around me that are going to pick me up. They're not going to kick me. They're not going to step on me. They're not going to judge me, but they're going to lift me back up. They're going to hug me. They're going to tell me the truth that I need to hear. And then we're going to continue to move forward. What you, listen to this, what you magnify will command your vision. What you magnify will command your vision. Anybody ever use a magnifying glass? Ever use one to burn an ant? That's not what I'm talking about, but I just, you know, you're like, oh, this, look, oh, okay. There's, that ant's on fire, okay. I mean, but listen, when, when you take that magnifying glass and you, and you point it on something, the whole purpose is to make bigger what you were focused on. What you magnify will command your vision. So here, I just want to give you a couple of thoughts. Hope you write this down. Maybe you're watching online. Uh, you'll be able to see this and hear this as well. But um, in reference to us keeping our eyes up, we want to keep our eyes up. Why? Because on the left and on the right, we're distracted. And if we're looking down, we're just focused on self. But when we keep our eyes up, we're able to see what God is doing. We're able to see the bigger picture. We're able to realize that what we are a part of is bigger than the part that we play. And instead of getting the world to bow down to our circumstances, we trust God to transform our circumstances so that we can get involved in what God is doing at a bigger, at a bigger place, at a bigger, in a bigger picture. So number one, when we keep our eyes up, we don't focus on self. This is such a big deal. It's um, when, when we're consumed with looking inward, we miss some of the most amazing things that are happening right around us, right around us. We, we get so caught up in the struggles that we face. This doesn't diminish. We're not looking for a struggle-free life. That's not the point. But the more that you magnify what you are going through, that's what your vision is going to be locked in on. Did you know that some of the most freeing, transforming, healing, breakthrough moments of your life don't happen when you figure out how to fix your life? They happen when you figure out how to help somebody else. When you lift up your eyes and you realize, wow, I thought I had it bad, but they're struggling, they're hurting, they're broken, they're lost. That's not as bad. I mean, what I'm going through is not as bad as what they're going through. And if it is, you know what? Misery loves company, and that's horrible advice. But when you go and you help somebody, it does lift you up. And it does begin to lift up your spirit because we were made to pour out for other people. We were created to pour ourselves out for other people. And when we find ourselves getting exhausted and worn out and tired through the process of giving out to other people, that means that we have extended ourselves beyond what we have poured into ourselves. And that involves your relationship with Jesus. Then how much time are you spending in prayer? A prayer time is not a religious ritual. It's not just mumbling words or saying something that you read off of a piece of a paper. It's, it's, it's allowing your heart to pour out to God and then allowing God to pour his heart back into you. 
getting into the word of God, having daily time where you're saying, you know what, instead of the 30 minutes where I'm normally watching television, I'm going to open up the word of God and I'm going to read some. And if I don't know what's going on, I'm going to text somebody that I think might. And they're going to help me. And God's word begins to pour into you. And, and the other aspect is that when we, when we allow ourselves to receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit from God, it is a supernatural transformation of the, the full baptism of God's spirit coming upon us and within us. And the whole purpose of that isn't so that you can just feel pumped up in your own life about God. The whole purpose of you receiving this baptism of the Holy Spirit from God is so that you can be a strong and a bold witness to the people around you. There are things that charge us that allow us to continue to charging forward. Paul says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, Starting in verse 12, he goes, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved all these things or that I have reached perfection, but I press on. Somebody say press on. Like Lee press on nails. No. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. Somebody say one thing. Not, not two things, not ten things, not everything that's blowing up your phone and your schedule and your everything you got to get done. No, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. Wait, I thought you just said celebrate the past. How many of you know you got some things you want to forget? <laughs> things that hold you back because they try to tell you what you are when it's the false identity. Oh, well, you, you, you think you're going to be great and do something great for God, but how could you? You remember where you were Five years ago, do you really think that that person is going to do anything great for God? Or maybe it was sooner. <laughs> maybe it was last night. Like, yeah, you want to, God's going to do great things so you're great. Yeah, how about last night? Was that great? That's who you are. No, the enemy is fighting for you to hang on to the old identity that's already been buried and is dead and has been put away when you put your life in God. That's the beauty about God doesn't, God doesn't, <laughs> God doesn't make you a fixed creation. He makes you a new creation. God's not trying to, God's not up in heaven with the largest roll of duct tape that's ever existed trying to put you back together. You are not Humpty Dumpty. No, he makes you brand new, born again in Christ, brand new. So it doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago or if it was last night. Say yes to Jesus. Say, God, I need your help. Lord, will you forgive me and help me to live the life you've created me to live? And I'm telling you, you are transformed. Maybe you don't feel it, but you don't have to feel it. We do way too much based on how we feel. I, mean, I wouldn't really feel in worship today. That's your problem. I was. You know, normally that word's pretty good, but today I wasn't really feeling it. You know, well, maybe you should talk to Jesus more. I don't know. It's not about our feelings. We got all hooked up on our feelings. 90% of what we're seeing right now on social media and all types of media and everything else is all based on feelings. Feelings will wreck you. Feelings will wreck your relationships. But you know what will save it? Faith. Because faith is operating, believing in who God is and what he says without even seeing it with your eyes. We don't have to see it to believe it. We walk in it knowing that what God said is true and we're not gonna compromise the word of God. We're gonna do what the word of God says that we're gonna do. We're gonna walk where God says we should walk even if we don't think there's any road in front of us. We're literally gonna believe that the moment that my foot steps down, like Indiana Jones, there's gonna be something for my foot to land on. 
And we're gonna trust that God is gonna provide. We're not gonna walk based on our feelings. And I would encourage you, listen, the enemy wants nothing more than for you to remember how messed up you were. But God says, hey, you can remember how messed up you were as long as you see yourself now and how I see you. Because what the enemy meant to discourage and hold you back, God has meant to be a memorial that will, that will literally catapult you forward. But Paul says, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let go of the past. I'm not going to let that hold me back. And I look forward, somebody say forward, to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race. Paul didn't know when the end was, but he's like, I'm not going to stop. When the end happens, I'll probably know it. The Lord will take me home, but until then, I'm going to press on. I'm going to press forward. I'm going to trust God. doesn't matter if it looks like I have the resources or not. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to press forward. It doesn't matter if I have the qualifications or not. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to press forward. I'm going to keep focused on this one thing. This morning, actually, in the last one I'll share, this um, up at 5 o'clock this morning and we had a little extra stuff to load in our vehicles this morning as we were getting ready for the, the big after party here in a couple of minutes. And, and I went outside this morning, and, and first, I'm, of course, what do you do right now first? No smoke. Okay, good. Praise Jesus. No smoke. That was good. And I'm looking up. It's 5 o'clock. You know, the sun hasn't even come up yet. And I just, I'm out there, and I'm putting stuff in my car, and I look up, and I can just see all the stars. And immediately I was reminded of, of, um, of, of basically the calling of Abraham and and, and Abraham, if you don't know the story, he was old, too, too old to be having kids, and he didn't have any kids. And back then, that was like, that was a thing. Like, if you didn't have kids, then there was some curse on you or something. And, and, uh, and, and, but God had come to Abraham and said, um, you're, you're going to have a son, and, and your descendants are going are gonna to outnumber the, the stars in the sky. And he's given Abraham this promise, and, and Abraham's like, man, that sounds great if I wasn't so old. He's like, and my wife's even older than I am, you know. So he, he didn't have a whole lot of faith in any of the situations. And, and God says to Abraham, he says, Abraham, come outside your tent. And he comes outside of his tent and he says, look up. And I kind of just in that moment, sometimes you have a moment where you feel like you're connected to something in the past and history. And I looked up and it was almost like I could, I could, I could feel what Abraham was looking at. And just the expanse of stars. And God says, Abraham, count them. Count, count the stars. But you know, God was being a little bit facetious in that moment. Because you can't. And God knew that. And he goes, listen, all those stars, that's how many descendants you're going to have. And Abraham's like, how is this even possible? And I looked up and I just remember like thinking to myself that whole passage. And, and I felt like God was speaking again saying, hey, count the stars. And I tried. I got to 20. I stopped. Because um, I'm like, what am I doing? There's no I'm 20. Okay, there's more than the 20. And I'm looking in, in all these beautiful stars and and these patterns, and just kind of looking at the expanse of, of just not even a fraction of what you can see from what God's created. And, and I just hear the Holy Spirit speaking, even for our church and for us today, like, listen, you, you haven't even begun to see what I'm going to do in this city. And you know what? It's not, it's not even about Convo Church. We're, we're just a piece of the puzzle. We're a part of something that is so much bigger than us. But we sure as heck are going to be dedicated to doing whatever it takes to saying, God, we believe that we, that we can do everything that you said that we can do. 
And even if, we, even if it doesn't make sense on paper, even if it doesn't make sense with, with any resource that we have, we're gonna continue to believe that what you said is true and we're gonna count them stars, God. And you said that we, it's gonna be our impact and what you're gonna do and the people that we're gonna reach and, 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 and the churches that we'll plant and the leaders that we'll raise up and, and the impact that we're gonna have on our region and the brokenness that's gonna be completely turned upside down because we were willing to say yes. We were unqualified, unprepared, not ready for what was ahead of us, but we said yes. And God said, okay, I can work with yes. <clears throat> when we keep our eyes up, it allows us to see the supernatural potential and possibility that's ahead of us. If we keep our eyes down, all we look at is what we have or what we don't have. We see our insecurity, we see our brokenness, we see our lack, and so many people get caught up not being who God says that they can be because instead of our eyes being up, focused on the one who's called us, focused on the one who's created us, focused on the one who says who we can be and who we are in him. We, we keep ourselves down and, and looking at what we're not and, and what somebody else is. And we compare our reality to somebody else's Instagram reality. And, and when they've put 67 filters on it and took 75 pictures to get the right angle and, and literally threatened the lives of their kids just to make them smile and ultimately gave them $100 a piece just so they could have a happy family picture. And you're looking at them and, wow, man, I just, my family will never look like that. My kids will never respect me like that. My, my, my life will never be that happy. And it's not even real. And we're so introspective and we're downing the, 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 the creator who said who we can be. And God's word for us today in church, I hope we receive this as we go into this third year as a church. We need to keep our eyes up. We're gonna keep our eyes up. And I pray that we do as a church. I pray you keep your eyes up in your own life. Come on, I pray that you keep your eyes up in your marriage. I pray that you keep your eyes up with your children. I pray that you keep your eyes up in what God is showing you in scripture. I pray that you will keep your eyes up and ignore the voices of the enemy that come to discourage, that come to steal and kill and to destroy, and that you would embrace what God is speaking to you, the life that is possible in him, the supernatural power that is possible through your life. You have authority by the name of Jesus Christ to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. You have authority by the power of Jesus Christ to change circumstances around you that other people cannot. You need to understand that the reason you have that authority is because Christ has been given that authority and in him, he's given you that authority. So I'm, I'm imploring you as individuals and as a church, no longer will we allow ourselves to give in to the lies of the, of the enemy, to believe that we are anything less than co-heirs with Christ, with supernatural authority, not just over spiritual things, but over the natural things as well. Last but not least, in Matthew 6, 33, I love this verse so much. It says, seek first, as Jesus talking, so much, so much power in whole chapter six, but he gets to verse 33. And Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things. I love how he didn't get, he didn't get specific because for everybody in here, you have your own idea of what all these things are. All these things will be added to you. Other translations say all these things will be taken care of because when your eyes are up, you're able to keep yourself focused on what God is doing. And when you're involved in giving yourself into what God is doing, 
you can rest assured that God is fully invested in taking care of what needs to be done in your life. In the perfect time, in the perfect place, in the perfect season. Thank you again for joining us on the Combo Church Podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Combo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you want to sow into the ministry, go to combochurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.